You're Norma Desmond. Used to be in silent pictures, used to be big. I am big. It's the pictures that got small. Welcome to the Ankler Podcast. This is Sean McNulty from the Wake Up Newsletter here at the Ankler. And uh, joining today is Richard Rushfield, Tatiana Siegel, and Rob Long joining us as well. Uh, remember to subscribe to the Ankler at theankler.com for a full suite of newsletters and podcasts. And you can follow us on the socials at the Ankler. And um, got to say this week, uh, Hollywood uh, not looking so bad against uh, Silicon Valley. We had uh, about... <laughs> Uh, for once, about 15,000 people are out of a job in Silicon Valley, which is just a, a, a number that is astounding in Hollywood terms and, and even in general between Facebook and, and Twitter combined, uh, which is just 13% of Facebook is now, uh, or sorry, of Meta is laid off. Uh, last week, we learned that didn't sound like Amazon and Apple were hiring either. So uh, Silicon Valley is certainly uh, getting the austerity. Even TikTok, of all places, uh, projected they're going to their revenue this year will be two billion dollars less than what they projected. Granted, that's still two point five times as much as it made last year. But uh, Rob, your, your TikToks are—they're not pulling in the audience that they used to on there. I hate to, I hate to tell you. I know. I, I got to come up with different dances. You really, you're letting them down there in the revenue numbers this yeah. year. So, uh, not going going too well there. But of course, as we know, the uh, CNN layoffs are still in the wings now that election day is over. So, still more to come in, in Hollywood as well. Uh, and the newspaper companies still won Q3, and the New York Times was still the only company to really see a bounce off of earnings as. Uh, Disney uh, did not get a great reception. They had the biggest one-day drop uh, in their stock at 13%, I believe, since 2001 or something like that. Uh, they hit a, a low point, I think, since uh, certainly excluding the COVID dip, it was a, a low point since 2014 where their stock point is. So uh, Wall Street, not so crazy about what they had to say on their earnings call, which uh, if you want to, if you're curious about that, I broke that down in the wake up this week as well. You can check that out uh, on the Ankler website. And then uh, breaking news today, two items. Netflix is going live finally, but uh, not with sports. Uh, Chris Rock. That's definitely the way to go for a headline grabbing live events. We'll be Anything a, can happen when uh, you got Chris Rock and it's live, the right? First public will Will Smith be brought up or not uh, in the live? This is going to be a live a live comedy special uh, in quote unquote early 2023. No date yet, but uh, yeah, not a bad way to you know leave it to Netflix. They still know how to get the the big grab. Um, and then just late this evening, we're recording on Thursday night, Paul Haggis was uh, found liable on three counts of rape and uh, sexual abuse in that case and was ordered to pay uh, $7.5 million uh, as a result. And there's still more putative damages uh, to be awarded next week. So more to come on that for sure. Um, the election certainly dominated but uh, the topics this week, but the more important voting going on right now of course, Richard, uh, the more important voting going on right now uh, was the Ankler poll, which uh, <laughs> went out to the, the community this week. So tell us all about uh, what the Ankler poll is, for those who don't know, and uh, where it came from. Yeah, it's election week, and Hollywood is casting its ballots, about to be rocked to its foundations by the <clears throat> the Ankler poll. This is our, our, our first uh, poll we're doing on various issues in the industry and concern the industry. And 
we wanted to put it to our readers who are or the most plugged in uh, smartest people in, in Hollywood what what do they think about the, uh, the state of agenting was the the uh, swath of Hollywood we chose to focus on this in our first poll here so we put it to our to our readers uh, ask them what who are the best agents what are the best agencies who has the biggest screamers which are the worst place to work um, who who um, you know their and their their feelings on agenting and uh, and agents. A- traditionally, uh, the relationship between agents and um, agents and their and and the the represented and the representatives is the most fraught and uh, and charged of relationships in the entertainment industry. And we wanted to um, see how people are feeling about that. The results are uh, are 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 coming in. But this far uh, a day into the voting, it's a heavily CAA uh, mm. uh, lean to the to the votes there. I don't I don't know if the, that could be because uh, CAA is such a big place and a lot of their people are voting. But there's also a lot of the, the, uh, belying that there's a lot of questions that are sort of anti agent in general that so that that if it were CAA uh, stuffing the ballot box. And by the way, only one vote per, is allowed per Poor, uh, paid <laughs> subscriber. subscriber. So, Lest there's so, any, uh, yes, the uh, ballot stuffing there, yeah. Richard. And we no. haven't uh, thus far seen a sudden um, influx, a, a sudden purchase of of a thousand new uh, <laughs> subscriptions on the part of, with yeah. all the CAA. Uh, address. But wait, what, was, maybe this was the. I was going to say, was it? Is this the red wave that was promised? Because CAA's got the red logo, like you know, maybe, maybe right. this maybe. Was, this was the red wave that everyone was anticipating. I think they 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 held their fire. Uh, they they decided not to not to focus on the uh, on the Senate, but instead on uh, <laughs> defending the good name of the Creative Arts Agency and the Ankler Poll. Um, the final question. Uh, we we we're going admitting our first member to the to the agents hall of fame the Eckler's agent hall of fame we put the vote oh, and uh, Lou Wasserman is running away with it at the, at the with uh, Sue Mangers um, about thirteen points behind so uh, everybody should Wait. should buy a subscription and cast your ballot there get uh, and 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 let us know your feelings about agenting and who's the best who's the worst. Uh, what do you think? And also managers. We also ask questions about uh, and lawyers, managers. lawyers too. Um, at which which managers are the biggest snorers in Hollywood? Uh, in Hollywood, about taking right. a producer credit, for instance. Um, so come and cast your ballot here at the Ankler right now. Rob, have you voted? I have voted. I, I did vote. I got to say, there's a problem with your business model. If like uh, it's a brilliant idea, which is you got to pay to vote. <laughs> Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, I am. I'm. Uh, I, I would say two things. Well, one is I'm. I'm surprised about the. Uh, I'm not surprised about the uh, Lou Wasserman. Although I did vote, I got to say I voted for Sue Mangers. But Lou Wasserman, as you know, he was Reagan's agent for years uh, mm. before Reagan became president. Before Lou Wasserman, you know, went over to you know, MCA Universal. Sorry to interrupt, uh, but 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 how great an agent was he? I mean, Reagan's career by 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 the fifties was uh, he was he was doing uh, TV TV specials there. So did Wasserman really do that well by Reagan? Well, that's the that, that's the age old agent client question. I mean, the, uh, what you got the the mm. answer to that is another question. It's like. How big do you think Ronald Reagan would be based on his acting talents? So there's one way to look at it and say he was a pretty damn good agent. But there's a famous story that Reagan was like in some big meeting when he was president of the United States and they're working, but trying to turn to a nuclear, some kind of nuclear disarmament 
treaty strategy with the Soviets. And the, his assistant comes and says, oh, Mr. Mr. President, uh, I think Lou Wasserman is on. And Reagan turns to Paul Nitze and all these other people who are going to negotiate the, the, the saving the world says, oh, I, I got to take that. I got to take that. <laughs> it just shows you how powerful you could be. Um, what, what's interesting to me about that, what, what I'll be interested about the findings here is just how important agents are now. Like I, when they are arguably a factor more important because the marketplace is a factor more kaleidoscopic and fragmented. When I started my first agent, really, she only had four calls to make anyway. Maybe five if you added something else. So there isn't that many much for her to do. Whereas now my agent and my manager both have to like stay on top of this incredibly complicated marketplace. So the the era of managers and agents is just beginning, I think. And what you hear uh, if, uh, from from producers out there is that uh, in the streaming wars, the the streamers are so sort of besiege themselves keeping up with the 2000 shows that they have in production they're developing that they demand that any project brought to them be brought in with everybody attached pre they're they're not interested anymore in just seeing a script and then we're finding a writer to do a rewrite and working on it and sending around to directors they need they need a whole package ready to go and that uh that falls on agents uh a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, which is what they they like it to fall on them. That's a better, that's a good, um, you know, profit center for them. But what's interesting is that the, that 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 title, that studio and streamer network title, is still head of development, director of development. I develop comedy, I develop drama, I develop this, develop. Where there's actually no development going on. Usually, the development used to be, oh, this is a great idea, let's shape it, and then when mm-hmm. it's shaped, then we'll go out and find something. Now it's like, no, bring it to be fully done. Um, it's sort of like, you know, buying a lot of like high end frozen food and saying you're a chef, you didn't cook dinner. You basically defrosted it. <laughs> so Rob, then I'm curious, you saying that in the roles, does that mean, you know, the manager kind of has a more important role in that sense where, I mean, you know, if you're going to develop stuff, I think your manager would probably play that role in terms of help crafting that versus an agent, which again, my basic understanding of, you know, it does more of the deal per se. What is, is the role of the manager a little more important now? Do you feel it really well? depends on, it depends on who it is. Each, you know, these well, are all sure. like personalities and all <laughs> sure. sort of rep- reputations really. I mean, if you're, you know, you have a, you know, a manager with a big reputation and, and, but managers in general are kind of more about attaching talent on air talent. That's usually what your manager can help you with saying, well, wait a minute. You know, I happen to know X or Y or Z is looking for a project. I happen to know that CBS loves or you right. know Hulu really loves this person, and we can get to that person. Maybe if you have a meeting with that person first, we the, everybody can go in together. I mean, everyone kind of knows how the game's played. the The benefit of a manager, of course, is they eat what they kill. So um, they 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 get rich when right um, the, the when the thing goes stakes. when right. you're actually making the episodes pro- in, in production. Uh, yeah, in production. Right. The, right. And and. Traditionally, the, the agents have done that too, except that now that they're not packaging, right. um, it's, it's not unclear about... where all of this revenue is going to come. You know? But so aren't all think... managers just uh, former agents at this point? Like at least the last uh, 20 management companies that have popped up in the last three years have all been seemingly yeah. from CAA or WME castoffs. Or so the hardest thing is that when an agent does that, and they call up their their client and say, "Hey, listen, I'm no longer an agent at CA. I'm not going to be a manager. Mm. I really like to continue to work with you." You say, "Well, wait a minute. I already have a manager. I like right." So you essentially just resign from the job of my. I got to find an agent. When I <laughs> right. what, you know. what what I'd, what I'd be interested in saying is uh, 
So in, in the old days, um, the agents pretended they had, I, I say this to someone who, when I got my start, I was doing coverage, uh, script coverage for, uh, for both agencies and, and, uh, and studios um, for 40 bucks. That's a, a script. shameful secret, Richard. For 40 bucks a script uh, overnight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The, um, What's your but, rate uh, now, Richard? My rate, I these days I, I might charge up the forty five if you oh, okay. uh, if you need a rush, um, but um, but so the agents would pretend they had read their client script before they sent it out, but the mm-hmm. the studio certainly would read the script at some point before they bought it, and then certainly before uh, along the route of made it making it. But now they probably don't read it either, and I was wondering if. Do you think there's a show that, or a film that's been put in production without anyone in the process having actually read the script? <laughs> I wish. I wish. No, they read it. They read it and they have notes on it. If that were the case, everything would be so much better. Well, they do have AIs now that that can. I mean, I, I remember doing a story on a company that um, developed software that could break down a script, uh, an AI bot, and then. Uh, no one had to read it, which was a win-win for everyone. Yeah. But the problem in show business isn't that people aren't reading the script; it's that they are, and they <laughs> have sixteen pages of notes. They, 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 when you have a meeting, the first thing to do is say, "Okay, well, just give me some, some, some very small, just some really small thoughts and some questions." Okay, page one, and then <laughs> okay, on the bottom of page one, and on the top of page two. Okay, in the middle of page, they have three or four notes per page. Um, I would they would that they were lazy or they didn't want to read and things were in production and maybe even in the editing booth before anyone bothered to sit and read the script. That would be man, we'd have some good TV shows. Yeah. Well, one thing I can guarantee is uh, films have been put in production before the script was done. I mean, that's certainly been happened before. So uh, that is one thing that you know, films aren't always finished a hundred percent before famously. <laughs> A couple yeah, of parts of the right. Caribbean actors were saying a few things of, uh, yeah, there was a lot of the script, uh, you know, kind of on the fly. And uh, those comments are always fun. That that always gets me of that. The script there was used to be a joke like that. Uh, a movie wouldn't be dated until the script was written. And now it's the opposite. There's, <laughs> Sometimes you, get a date, you have a, yep, moral date does not change. Date, and then we got to hire a writer now. Exactly. There's yeah. a, um, yeah, there's a famous old story about. Well, actually, the Born Identity, the first Born movie, right? Was yeah, just exactly like that. Yep. You know, it's a four-hour, five-hour rough cut that made no sense, and they had to sort of out of that five hours make a find a story and make a movie. But right. there's an old story about a great TV executive, the head of uh, television at one of the big studios, during upfronts, which is a sales thing, and everybody's crazily trying to sell TV shows, and he comes back to the room, sweet in his like the Regency or wherever that the, the TV department the studio had rented, and there's a big you know. A star, dry erase board and everybody's working and trying to come up with competing schedules for all the networks and sell TV shows. And he tells his team, good news, good news. I just sold a show set in the world of the U.S. military and starring Louis Gossett Jr. And what we need by tomorrow is a, wor- is a show set in the world of the U.S. military and we need Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> and apparently they had one the next day. Yeah, and uh, sure. it wasn't very good, obviously, because we can't remember what it was. But it was uh, they did it, they did it. So sometimes that sometimes that works. Listen, anyway, it gets done. Yeah. So, Richard, I'm curious. You know, when you send something like that out in the world, I'm sure you get zero emails uh, from anybody. <laughs> uh, have you so got we, any interesting responses. 
Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because we get, um, we get people who are upset that they weren't on the poll, and then we get people who are upset that they are on the poll. Uh, <laughs> both. Right. So, and and mo- most of the people aren't on the poll. You want to just kind of tell them, like, you know, you, you, it's a tough maybe, conversation. Maybe, well, maybe you should look at uh, how bad this is. Like, when being in the being in the poll of of uh, and coming in last place and who's the best of but uh, X really be uh, yeah. the thing that solidifies your reputation here. So, right. but uh, uh, it's it's it, we're 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 li- the the poll technology is limited to five choices. Uh, Per, per question. It's so like the have, Oscars. There you go. It's tough yeah. break. Can't, can't you it. just say, like, maybe 2024, you're looking really <laughs> promising to be, you know, <laughs> so, in pull the, this yeah, pull the, election, uh, the election theme out there? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, so you can vote uh, vote at that poll at theankler.com. That's open until next Thursday, Richard. Next Friday, I think it's uh, open for a week, right, Richard? The poll? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, five, five days ago. So next next uh, Wednesday, I believe. is. The, okay, so it's open through Wednesday, so go, so, uh, so vote, go. Early, vote early and vote often. Uh, um, uh, open to Ankler subscribers. Uh, actually, can only can't vote often. Only only once per subscription. <laughs> and do you uh, promise that you'll have it? Um, the tabulations done well before the LA mayor's race is called. <laughs> I think. I, I I think we will uh, we will certainly beat uh, beat the, the we will know who who is the best agent in town long before we know. Uh, <laughs> who's going to be the next Senate majority leader, certainly. <laughs> the Georgia senator. Um, okay, good. There we go. Um, so enough about representation. Let's talk movie stars. Uh, there was a piece that got a lot of pickup this week, a uh, cover story in Allure magazine with uh, the one and only Jennifer Aniston, uh, Tatiana. So why don't you fill us in on that? Yeah, I mean, Jennifer Aniston, totally um, profound observations when she says there are no more movie stars and she hates social media because it's torture for me she says um the thing that is i am in total agreement is this idea that there are (laughs) no more movie stars um although i would make the exception that leonardo dicaprio is the last movie star and i can give you my argument for that in a minute but um what jennifer aniston said Um, there was the writer of the piece read a text aloud to her in which a friend wrote the following about uh, Aniston. No one's ever going to be famous the way she is. That kind of mass fame phenomenon burning so bright for so long. It's just not achievable today. She's like a silent film star among a generation of TikTok dipshits. And Jennifer Aniston said, whoa, oh, that just gave me chills. I am a little choked up. I feel like it's dying. There are no more movie stars. There's no more glamour. Even the Oscar parties used to be so fun. So there you have it. Jennifer Aniston hitting the nail on the head. And we could sort of debate why there are no more movie stars. But um, I think... The sort of the reason I think there aren't is because there's sort of nothing special or mysterious. These people are all sort of sharing the same headspace of the American and the world's public with like uh, the Kardashians and um, TikTok stars. And uh, everyone is 
everyone has to make a Marvel or DC movie or Star Wars. Um, and there's kind of nothing left that's special. That's why Leonardo DiCaprio is truly the only movie star because he has never done a superhero movie. He's never done, he's never even done a sequel of what a about movie. Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom he's Cruise, done sequels, he's done sequels. It's, it's, it's uh, like we're on top. We're on Top Gun. Well, uh, um, Mission Impossible, but uh, exactly. Yeah, uh, Top Gun 2 and Mission Impossible <laughs> seven, 20. Eight, uh, yeah, right. Two Leo's done, everything Leo's done is almost entirely R-rated, not based on Leo, IP. Leo's made a, a streaming movie now, which is more than uh, that's Tom true. Cruise hasn't, hasn't done yet. That true yeah, also. that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, I still think that he doesn't. When you make a Leonardo DiCaprio movie, you're not relying on anything other than Leonardo DiCaprio. It's not like like we have all of the Chris. And actually, I think Chris Pratt is kind of a movie star um, because he sort of has a lot of charisma on screen. Um, but not, you know, like he still sometimes gets mixed up with the other Chris's. In fact, I think one of them was um, uh, sexiest man alive this week, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, yes, I'm not. I don't even think he's the sexiest Chris alive. Of wow, the, of the oh, four well, it is Hemsworth there. This is your competition, so that's tough. But you know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing, I think the overall thing is not that there are any there aren't any more movie stars. They're just not being made anymore. I think was her her point. And I guess you know uh, the farm system is broken. I think is really what the sentiment out there is. What what the problem perceived problem is, you know, and what's changed. I guess uh, Richard, I'll throw it to you. But you know, two things have changed. Uh, what killed the movie star? Streaming or social media? Uh, you know, or is it a combination of both? I mean, those are the two things that have changed uh, since, you know, this perception that, that stars aren't being made anymore. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess I'll disagree a bit. Uh, okay, no, uh, please. The, um, I, I, I was, I, I, a few months ago, I, I wrote a piece on um, the death of the movie stars and how we're not making any more movie stars in the course of writing it. I was convinced uh, of the opposite that, that, uh, that we are, I mean, the, the one thing that, I mean, Movie stars require movies, and um, right. if you have if you have less movies, <laughs> funny how that and, is. And you, if you have less movies, and more more of the movies that you have are are just these big, um, are, are these big imperial tent yeah. poles. Um, it's 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 a lot less less room for movie stars. And you have le- and 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 also when you have when with the audience fragmented and everything when when people are when when uh, stars are relevant to a specific um a specific demographic that 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 uh, decreases their their relevance but i mean movie the 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 thing about it is uh the stardom is uh relative and mimetic so you know at every party you go to however uh dismal the the gene pool it draws from there will be a hottest girl and guy at that party and that person will be very hot because they are the hottest there um and while there, where there are movies there there will be stars to them and they will be uh and and they will become magnetic and and, and celebrated and the the uh and I, I guarantee you uh also that when uh jennifer aniston 
was uh, was was leading romantic comedies that Catherine Deneuve and uh, and Barbara Streisand were saying, you're saying the, the girl with the haircut from Friends is a movie star now? What the hell is happening to this? <laughs> this NBC right people, George Clooney? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Just, some, yeah. just some TV sitcom stars get to be in movies? That's that, This is no kind of... Um, so we're drawing from different places, and it's, it's, it's different. Uh, they're, they're, you know, not stars to you and me, but to the young folk who... Uh, it's It's a different... Different yeah. sorts. I mean, Rob, are we the old people in the room? Is this just, uh, or, you know, what, is, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I think we're the old people in the room, and I think Jennifer Aniston's the old person in the room. I mean, well, I mean, exactly. Uh, uh, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, it's a perspective of uh, someone of, you know, who's 50 years she's, old. Well, she's 50, 53, right? She's 53 years old. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, at a time there, as Richard says, there were at 53, when, you know, the, I've heard, you know, people like Deb, um, uh, you know, all, all the movie stars in the fifties thought that you know there were no movie stars anymore. The movies, you know, that I I, I am big. The pictures got small. Norma Desmond said about the movies right. from the twenties. But the difference here, I think, there's a big dif- big difference. Is that what makes a star is um, is distance. That you can't be accessible and be a star. And so there's so many of these stars. They're big big movies. They can be in hit movies. They're so accessible. I mean, I think one of the reasons why Tom Cruise is a movie star is because he's so weird and it's impossible to know how he lives because he's so weird. And I think one of the reasons why Leonardo DiCaprio is a movie star is because, of course, he's regarded his ability, his the amount of talking he does publicly. People talk about him. But he doesn't do that much talking and yeah, learning he how does to very be few, very little, very little interviews. He's kind yeah. of like being there, like the protagonist. He's yeah, just whatever but, you need him to be. So, what do we right. say about I mean, Dwayne Johnson then, who who uh, lives every second of his life? If, if he's not making a movie or a TV show, he's filming Instagrams or tweeting or TikToking or or, or something. He's there's not a. We, I would say he's not a movie star in the, in the Jennifer Aniston sense, but maybe that's what a movie star is now, and she just got to get used to it. Yeah, in that sense too. I mean, you know, the test of a movie star is maybe not can you open a DC movie, which to Richard's point, uh, you know, it's not necessarily about the actor. Um, a movie star opens the movie because people want to go see you. A Leo DiCaprio right. film is a Leo DiCaprio it's film. It's, uh, you know, that is what's selling the one of the top or top two, you know, things you're reasons you're going to do it to go see it outside of whatever the, the maybe about is that you're going to see that star. I mean, Tom Cruise is so and you know enshrined with Top Gun, but you couldn't have done Top Gun without Tom Cruise. It's like you, you know, that franchise is not any bigger than than Tom Cruise, you know, by any you can't do a Top Gun movie without Tom Cruise. That, that would be a, a massive mistake. Beverly Hills Cop, same thing. You're doing a Beverly Hills Cop right. 4. Eddie Murphy is in Beverly Hills Cop. They did not try to put someone else in that role. That is, you know, the, that's that magnetism. Um, so I think that's, you know, and, and The Rock doesn't do a lot of films outside of I mean, it's past, there's been Hobbs and Shaw. It's been this. It's, you know, he did some, you know, San Andreas, these kind of action films, which did well, not amazingly, amazingly well. The Kevin Hart, you know, comedies did okay. Kevin Hart was also right. in them. So, you know, uh, but he, look, The Rock's a great business. I would say there's, it's a solid bet. Is he the upper, upper, upper echelon? You could probably make an argument, but, you know, that's a, he's a movie star of sorts. He's a different kind, but, they're the all wearing spandex, with the I exception mean, of Leo. They're, they all true. have to put on spandex at some point. Even well, Angelina Jolie, the Eternals, they all do it, or they all become right. a Jedi. 
Yeah, but there is, you know, but there is that element of, you know, the Timothy Chalamet's, the Zendaya's. I mean, Zendaya was in Spider-Man, but, you know, the Tom Holland, you know, Florence Pugh, people who really aren't out there. I mean, Tom Holland famously, you know, left social. He's like, I'm, I'm done with this. Well, I don't know why I'm doing this anymore. Um, you know, there is a crop of actors out there that also takes time to make a star and it takes the right vehicle to make a star, you know, uh, will, you know, Miles Teller get a boost off of Top Gun and go on to do certain things, you know, possibly that's how stars are made is they're made through other movies they are not just born out of like, oh, there they are, you know, or it's very rare that that happens. But you need like mystery, uh, like right. the, and and I kind of a bad week to bring up Warren Beatty, but like Warren Beatty was that guy who sort of always there was like a lot of mystery. Um, yeah, well, it was also uh, easier to do it when there wasn't that much press. You know, you could easily hide out. Now it's harder. The paparazzi, all the stuff wasn't what it was when he was. Yeah, you know, but, but people even, are choosing to not. I mean, like you're on social media, like you're like right. all of That's these the people. Problem. They're they're yeah. tell. I know how everyone votes. I know how everyone thinks. I know how everyone eats, and they're. Is zero yeah. mystery to any of these people anymore. Hi, gang. Here's my nighttime routine. Hi, gang. Here's my skincare regimen. That's what they all, it's like ridiculous. Like, there's like, and Warren Beatty used to come to a party, used to walk in to a party, and he would re- instantly assess where the lighting was. And he would go stand there <laughs> and he would not move. I do. You don't and do people that. People would come to him. <laughs> I don't go to oh, parties, yeah. Richard, as you know. <laughs> Yeah, the, but but one thing I, I've asked I've I've asked um, studio people and and never got a straight answer of so you 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 make a movie uh, a, a superhero movie and this is uh, this is per the 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 Flash problems with Ezra Miller there um, but but just thinking in general the, the you're around a young actor and you've you've invested hundreds of millions of dollars in this movie. And you need the you, so you need this act this this eighteen year old who now has all the money in the world and an army of enablers around them. You need that person to not destroy their lives in the two and a half years it takes to bring this to the screen. Um, why wouldn't you say with to them? And your gift the part of the price of this is is uh, you're giving me the keys to your social media account. That you, you're 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 tweeting. We're not we're not going to wake up every morning and just hope that hope that you didn't have a, uh, a wild night and decide to decide to send out some tweets. Um, I, I don't understand why they don't do that. But Rob, do you know? No, look, I mean, I, I I think a part of it is that they only are now realizing what a liability that is because really within there was you know within a few few years ago. A big social media presence and like lots of tweeting was seen as a good thing. This is yeah. a good thing. You're connecting to so you're connected and touching your audience and they feel really strongly about you because that was what people thought was the smart way to play it. Whereas now they know, I think they know, I hope they know that a little distance is actually a good thing. Not just, I think for stars, right? That their, their life is just a little bit more amplified than ours. I believe it's a real problem that we know. We, I think we know too much about each other as it is. I think we're entirely into in each other's business. We we broadcast too much about ourselves. It was much better when we just shut the f up. And I think that everything would be a happy. We'd be a happier country if we were still a lot more mysterious to each other. If our neighbors were kind of strangers in their interior worlds and just people we were genial to and rate and, and wave to, and every now and then we bring in their paper and the, when they were gone on the vacation. Yeah, well, so it's also that's this, my rant. You know, this myth that. 
social media popularity equals box office or any other, you know, according to all metrics, the rock should be opening a billion dollar movie. The black Adam is not doing a billion dollars by any means. So you're telling me that the most, you know, by that logic that you are supposed to be big on social media, your movies will do better. And right. I don't know, or like that... a Selena Gomez, or or sure. uh, Insert... uh, Charlie Demille. Well, Charlie Demilio, entertainment strategy guy, wrote a great piece today about TikTok stardom and translation. You know, when he's like, you know, Charlie Demilio has 148 million TikTok followers, the second most popular person on the platform, and they, you know, according to his research and numbers, a maximum of 500,000 Americans a week watch her show on Hulu. So you tell me that this is translating social media popularity equal equals social media stardom equals social media popularity. Stardom, it doesn't right. be like as, as much as right. the same thing happens. Although with- I, I did hear that Charlie dropped by the UTA offices one day and UTA has a lot of big movie star clients. And sure. it was like, tra- like, Traffic in the building stopped, right. and yeah. every, oh, like, like they were like right. all going crazy for her, which yeah. I thought was kind of funny because I was like, you know, like. But what is her guys- talent? <laughs> no, I mean, I say that seriously. Like, that's not. This doesn't yeah. equate being a magnetic person on a big screen that I'm going to pay to to you know to go see. And there's a, there's a piece in the New York Times today. On this guy uh, Noah Beck, who's uh, has thirty eight million. He was a college kid. Uh, Twenty twenty got popular on TikTok. Has thirty eight million followers on TikTok. And now he's, you know, wants to be an actor and he's got CA representation and he's doing a film called The QB Bad Boy and Me from something called Creator Films. And it's like, you know, he's taking <laughs> acting lessons and says it's really hard. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it, you know, just because it's like, an, you know, it's like an athlete doing a movie, which we've seen this many, many times. And athletes coming, you know, J- Joe Russo made a deal last week, director Joe Russo, to advise athletes on you know coming to hollywood what about being an athlete makes you good at making movies nothing musicians have done this for years famously musicians though at least have like there's some charisma and yeah but you know harry Styles. remember that show arliss like it was always like there are the real actors and then all of a sudden it would be like hey Derek jeter and like they could never say their lines properly like they just entourage and famously you know has many cameos along those lines too but you know i mean look don't worry darling did okay but for having the world's largest <laughs> musician in it, that doesn't always translate to the other mediums. You know, my policeman's not exactly burning up, you know, the conversation <laughs> right now. Uh, no offense to the movie. I'm just saying, but from a popularity point of view. So this myth out there that social media popularity will translate to popularity in other mediums has not borne out over 10 years with very, very, very few exceptions. So any actor that's being told you need to be, you know, they were, they were Tatiana, you're right. They were told that many times in the mid 2010s. Oh, you got to get out there. You got to put your stuff out there. Everybody learned. And to Rob's point too, there's a point where too much, you know, is too much and you're being too accessible. And then the people who are not Timothy Chalamet is not, you know, on Instagram every day. And Florence P was not on Instagram every day and who, and they're doing movies in theaters, Timothy Chalamet got a you know an eighty million dollar marketing campaign on Dune for Timothy Chalamet. He's going to get another one for Wonka when it comes out next right. year. He's right. not doing streaming films, which she's getting zero marketing campaign for. I mean, Florence Pugh is doing one for Netflix, but you know, I don't you know, movie marketing campaigns make movie stars because you're getting as much as the movie is being promoted. Universal Pictures is spending sixty million dollars to promote you because it be- be- benefits them. A streaming project. 
They're not giving you any marketing money, and that is what makes a movie star. And any and the smart actors coming up get that, and they're the ones that are going to have a shot at it. Anybody who's staying in streaming land, we've seen, you know, the Kissing Booth, the tenth most popular movie of all time on Netflix. You know, what are they doing? You know, it's like Jacob Elordi right. is the second, third lead on you know on on Euphoria, where Zendaya who is in movies is the lead of that show. So, you know, that's the thing that I think is starting to take hold here. And that's what that's back to Jennifer Aniston, but like, it's harder to make these stars because that system is so bifurcated. As Richard said, we're like, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this, where there's one way to make a movie star star in movies and being good movies. Maybe a TV is, can be that way, but that's about it. You know, so, and stay out right. of the tabloids and because stay like, out of trouble. Somebody like Jennifer, I mean, um, uh, Angelina Jolie, she's not on social media that I know of, but like, I know everything about, like, if I'm watching her in a movie, I'm like, oh, how are Matt, Max and, and, you know, and she's not someone who really Shiloh doing like it, 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 that it, anymore. Yeah. It's just, you know, too much about her. Like you just, you can't Mystique. escape. Right. right. Well, uh, yeah, there's a, maybe they should, uh, pitch true crime shows because apparently that's very popular these days uh <laughs> to uh pivot into segue. Uh, exactly uh segue into uh you know i don't know so let me ask you this because this is kind of what spurred i wrote a piece to, uh today in the wake up you know about netflix and true crime where as part of my job and what i love to do i watch every trailer that comes out so i watch everything netflix puts a trailer out for and of late in my head i was like <laughs> There is a lot of darkness and crime and things coming out of Netflix. And I was like, this is perception or not. And I'm not watching much Netflix these days. And I'm curious, uh, Robin, I know, Richard, you've said before, you're not really logging into the app too much. Tatiana and Rob, are you watching as much Netflix as you used to? I never really watched that much of it. I mean, okay. I, my problem with, with TV is that it's hard to watch. It's just too hard. It's just too many clicks and too many things I have to set and I have to, I have to, you go in to Netflix and then you're in Netflix and then you go out, back out and you go back into Hulu, you get to Hulu. Whereas I used to flop myself and myself and just flip through everything and have a really grand old couple hours watching everything on TV all at once. Mm. Um, but I do think the true crime thing, what helps the true crime thing is that in the same way with true anything is that you don't have to convince somebody that it's exciting or interesting. The fact that it happened means that you've kind of removed a one layer of decision-making or taste uh, from the decision-maker. So you don't have to really know if it's really truly exciting or it's rear window. You just have to know that it really happened and that you're gonna, it's going to be gruesome and it's kind of a docudrama style, and I'm not going to get fired for, for making a taste error. Um, problem with it, of course, is that there's just a limit to that to how big those things can get i mean not one of those things is as interesting or as a or, or as culturally important as um the one movie fatal attraction which mm -hmm. we all know and and like all that stuff is much more because we're sort of imaginative um and and if you're if you're hedging all the risks all the time you're going to go to true crime but you're not gonna it's not really going to break out the way it's supposed to well, now there's, could, I, I mean, the volume is really what, you know, attracts me. So, you know, so I, I went and tallied it up and, you know, Netflix has released 29 projects in eight weeks revolving around crime or murder. And it's like, uh, you know, even if you had the project to stand out, Rob, you know, that volume is just, you know, how much true, uh, you know, look, they have the numbers. I assume this works for them, but, you know, I have no interest in the genre. I, Tatiana, I don't know. Does this appeal to you at all? Or am I, am I nuts? I don't know. 
I admit it does. And um, <laughs> All right, I'm not sorry. Right, okay, good. <laughs> if it bleeds, it leads on All Netflix. Right. And okay. I, I, think, I, I think that's kind of, uh, you know, that there are people like to watch. Uh, I mean, I don't like the serial killer stuff. I don't get the Dahmer like okay. thing, but, but if it's sort of just like a, you know, a sexy murder that happens in a small town in America. I'm, I'm kind of in? in for that. Okay. So Richard. you're you're into, you're the, the hallmark holiday movie plus murder. That's kind of <laughs> that's your sweet spot. There's a pitch, Rob. Oh, and I, but yeah. I like the jinx. So you know, like I like the uh, and I thought HBO really had blazed a great trail there with like the jinx and then everyone was playing catch up on that and netflix was looking for its own version of that i i, I guess i like something weird and not hallmark it would be more like uh like the craigslist murderer um maybe that was a hallmark movie <laughs> i don't probably know was. <laughs> well, it was probably a lifetime movie but yeah uh richard does true crime have your attention or uh am i the only one here I, I I don't I I like my I'm I'm with Rob I like my crime made up uh, more. I, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm too much thinking of um when when I'm watching it what do they do I'm thinking of, you know I I see Netflix uh, jumping you know doing they've got their billboard number uh, up on Sunset say proclaiming Dahmer is number one worldwide it's like. The whole celebration, Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer's on top. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, right. is this real? Does his estate have an agent, is, I wonder? Uh, victim's yeah. family. We need are, more Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. Get me more Dahmer. I mean, this isn't happen. This isn't Jack the Ripper. His victim's families are still alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, is this, is this really uh, the the Manson stuff getting veer into that territory, too? Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, uh the 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 taste of it and and so by no pun intended exactly oh <laughs> there you go yes. good work good work <laughs> all right since well you're all watching true crime so we're uh gonna introduce a little public service element to this podcast here uh gonna get one recommendation from each of you in terms of viewing listening what uh what should people what are you digging right that digging right now that you would recommend someone check out tatiana we'll start with you uh, the Giles Martin remix of Revolver, um, the Beatles Revolver album. Um, it it brings you know out crazy emotions in me right now. It's it's uh it's it's uh pretty it's pretty amazing. All right, Rob, how about you? And isn't it more isn't oh. it more amazing that it's him? It's his son. It's George Martin's kid. That's the yeah. I've always find that to be like the most coolest thing. It's like this weird family thing. Um, I, I here's what I'm watching. I am watching. To be quite honest with you, um, uh, besides Gary Girls, which I think is still yes. the funniest show on TV right now, um, I am. Uh, uh, I turn the thing on as I said before, and then I and I I, I instantly go to Criterion Channel, mm. and then then I then I find the Criterion Channel's too highbrow. So I go back out to YouTube TV, which I subscribe to, and I watch whatever's on TCM. Because it's not as highbrow as Criterion Channel. I'm sometimes I'm just not in the mood to sit up straight and to have to read the subtitles. But I actually find even the bad stuff is fun and interesting and refreshing because it's um, utterly un, mostly un, unsanitized. Um, it may have been the the, the the Hays Code may have been in effect for a lot of these movies, but you knew exactly what was going on. Um, and in that case, in that sense, I think they're a little bit more risque and a little bit more edgy than most of the things you see on TV today. All right, Richard. Uh, what about you? Uh, uh, am I allowed a few things, or 
Well, Richard, I, I think we'll give we'll give we'll grant you that certainly <laughs> as uh Ed, edit out uh the my my worst selections here. Uh, <laughs> the, um uh I'm watching uh, Avenue Five on HBO. Oh. Uh Hugh Laurie doing comedy is always always the best. Uh it's hilarious show. More people should be watching it. Um after after two years of people saying you should watch Reservoir Dogs, I, I I'm sorry, not reservoir reservation dogs. Uh I finally I, I finally watched the, the first season of it and it's uh it is it is really great and funny and touching and, and they just they really well cast with this these four teenagers that that are in it are, are terrific and a different a, a a different world there and uh and weird the weird al yankovitz movie oh, on, Ro- yeah. on roku now is uh is uh it's you know symbolic uh mess but uh hilarious daniel radcliffe playing playing weird al in a very fictionalized version of his uh epic journey and uh our, recommend that uh listening i have i have frank sinatra i listened uh a week ago i i I stumbled on frank sinatra singing cycles on the radio uh came on and i haven't been able to get it on my head since so uh i think everybody should listen to it and be in this place that i am in uh a week a week and counting right now and what right. are you reading, Richard? Aren't you also? <laughs> you have like a few books on the on the bookshelf right I now. I just uh, funny you should ask. I just finished the uh, the second Olivia Manning trilogy of uh, about uh, Olivia Manning, a British writer, uh, wrote wrote in the nineteen seventies two great trilogies about uh, about uh, British expats in Romania and and Egypt in the nineteen uh, forties, and they are. Uh, much overlooked, but fantastic. Released by the uh, uh, New York Review Books uh, imprint. Um, make sure I read that. It's uh, hot, hot off the presses. There, some uh, some reading there. But you asked, Tatiana. <laughs> so I apologize to our readers who just uh, all just <laughs> went to a coma hearing me talking about Olivia Manning's uh, Levant trilogy. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, did I just have a small stroke? Or <laughs> I think so. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'll follow that up with uh, Beavers and Butthead on Paramount Plus. Uh, there's a segue <laughs> for you. I've uh, been watching the new episodes, and Mike, uh, they're just killing. I mean, they're so they're just as good, if not better, than than what they were. So, so I, I made the terrible mistake of introducing my ten year old to, to oh, Beavers and well, Butthead. Mistake? Oh, come on. No. Oh, um, well, for you, yes, right uh yeah who's 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 now who who he introduced my he behind my back introduced my eight-year-old daughter also to, to <laughs> beavis and butthead and uh the dialogue around our house has yes. uh, changed significantly since then but uh holds up for a new generation i can tell you <laughs> that makes that makes me happy so um great well we have uh we'll finish out the final predictions we have the the box office savior is here black panther wakanda forever Dropping in theaters this weekend. Uh, predictions on the box office: Is it going to be the number one? Will it beat Doctor Strange? Well, it will certainly be number one on the weekend. Um, oh, sure, sure, yes, that's the for sure. uh, number. I mean, it, uh, at these numbers, when you're talking like, is it going to get 150, 180, 200? I, uh, it's just sort of like, is you know, we're having are, are these feet of snow that are falling going to cause an avalanche that will bury us, or will we just be? Uh, when we just drown in, in, in a snowball, I, I, I feel like there's no, um, 
I, there, there, there's no, there's no keeping up with uh, exactly where it will land for me, but uh, we'll have a very large weekend. Mm. Avoiding the question, Richard. All right, I, Tatiana, I, 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 I saw it. I, I saw it, and it's that's uh, true. It's you, uh, you're two thumbs up on that, right, Richard? It's interesting. It, it, it it's interesting for a lot of reasons, but yes, people. It, it's. It, I'll tell. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this one thing. It's the, the first. Uh, superhero movie I've seen lately that doesn't have any time travel or metaverses or anything. It's just oh, like there's fish people they want to fight with Wakanda. And that's it. You don't have to. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I may see this one. Yeah, I'll give my prediction on money. I, I'm yeah. going to say it's going to do what Hocus Pocus would have done had it been released. <laughs> Whatever that, you, you pick a number. $200 million. Wow, Tatiana. That's a right. very, very bold prediction. Uh, well, for the record, so uh, Doctor Strange, the last one in May, grossed $187 million. Uh, Wakanda, sorry, the uh, Black Panther, the original, grossed $202 million. Uh, so the, the precedent is set. However, keep in mind, the first one was two hours and 15 minutes. This one is two hours and 41 minutes. So that certainly affects your, your playing time and your math. So... But are there so many screens available now? Because there's nothing else that there that, is that, that's yeah. kind of moved at this point. It will own all the theaters that it wants. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, and of course, the Fablemans opens in New York and LA as well. So we'll be keeping an eye on to see if that gets. Right. Sets I, a new... I think it's going to be neck and neck between. Black <laughs> and the Fablemans. Well, on a, yeah. you know, but the, on the per screen average, we'll see if the Fablemans uh, returns to set a record uh, for the uh, for limited, uh, which is limited release, which has had some challenges. So also saw it and also enjoyed it. So Richard has nothing to see this weekend, basically. So there we go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll put a wrap on this. Uh, hopefully, Black Panther gives us a nice reprieve for the weekend uh, and some good news after a not a week of. Uh, not great news, which we kind of thankfully avoided. I think we've all had enough of <laughs> the headlines uh, that came about in the business this week. Um, but some good news. Uh, well, I oh yeah, Rob. I didn't just so for the record. I didn't. I mean, I I'm I'm loving it. You're loving for for, tw- for the past ten years. All I've been hearing from Silicon Valley people is how efficient they are, how much yes, better they are, they how know ridiculous how to do it show businesses, right. how you guys just really roll your eyes and how much we spend. Oh, you guys don't know anything about business. Don't know how to run a company. We're going to bring efficiencies to your your ridiculous little mm-hmm. uh, fiefdom down there. And I, I know it, it makes me a bad person, but I am celebrating the humbling of our, over, our, our overlords to the north. It's not that easy, is it? It's not so easy. (laughs) But let's not say that so loud. It might be. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're listening, Rob. I don't know. Be careful. Yeah. Well, you know, take it out on Richard. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And the good news, of course, is uh, AMC Theaters is getting into the popcorn business in the first half of next year. So, you know, that should really change the business, I think, you know, the uh, to go go perfectly with your streaming movies at home. You can get AMC Theaters popcorn. Which hopefully is not uh, ten dollars a bag. Remember to subscribe to the Ankler newsletters and podcasts at theankler.com to catch all the good news in Hollywood. Uh, and I will of course be wrapping up the box office on Monday in the wake up uh, to dive into all the Black Panther numbers and the Fibbleman numbers and everything in between. Uh, Tatiana, Rob, and Richard, thank you always as always for joining, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Ha, 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 ha.